And we are back. This is the Mouthpiece Podcast. This is my audio-only podcast, so I have it on Spotify. I think I will get it on Apple Music soon. I don't know. There's a whole process with them. They're they're real real red (laughs) tape. They're a lot of red tape. But, okay, we are here. My name is Ezra Hernandez. I am here with my co-host, my partner in crime, my one and only, Jade Pacheco. Hi. There you go. <laughs> Banter. Okay, so today we are here to, to I'm gonna have two podcasts this week. One that's gonna break down all the fights coming this weekend. But what this one is is we're gonna break down all the fights that happen. I, the one thing I don't like sometimes about podcasts is they give you all these predictions, all these opinions on what's gonna happen, and then they don't talk about what did happen and they don't own up to where they were wrong, and I was wrong this weekend, big. <laughs> and if you bet everything I told you to bet, you were wrong this weekend. And we're big. very sorry. Yeah, we're sorry. <laughs> okay, so there is a segment we are going to have on the next podcast. I'll break it down what's going to happen at the end of this one, but let's get into what happened over the weekend. First fight, let's go with the biggest fight, um, Miguel Burchout versus Oscar Valdez. And uh, I picked Burchout to win this fight. Burchout has been a devastating puncher, a beautiful com- combination fighter, um, beautiful balance. He's just been on a good run. Um, and then you had Oscar Valdez, who was undefeated, um, but had some shaky performances, uh, but escaped through, got to this, to this position, moved up in weight, and was challenging Burchout, who was on the border, on the cusp of being a big star in boxing. And this fight did not go the way I thought. I thought Burchell was going to knock him out. I thought that Valdez made too many mistakes defensively. I thought uh, Valdez looked for too many big shots. And it just wouldn't come. And it was just he was left hook dependent. Well, yeah. I was incorrect. I mean, that was a big knockout. It was really a big crazy. knockout. But also, okay, so what round was it? Second round he was hurt. And, yeah. and then fourth or fifth, Valdez was hurt. But, yeah. So I don't know if Valdez was hurt, but he was tired. He was hurt to the body I looked like. I thought. Like, I'm like, I thought he broke his ribs. But maybe he was just so tired from throwing all those shots out. You know, I was thinking last night <laughs> when we were falling asleep. Yeah. I was thinking, okay, so since Burchelt came in and he gained the 16 pounds. Yes. After weigh-ins. Mm-hmm. I was thinking since he was so used to being, what was it, 140 or 130? When they fought at 130. 130. Yeah. 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 So he was 130, right? When they weighed in, yes. When they weighed in. Yes. And then he gained the 16 16 pounds pounds after. I was thinking maybe that wasn't a healthy, it probably wasn't a healthy Mm -hmm. gain. So Mm -hmm. he's therefore carrying a bunch of extra weight. Yeah. 16 pounds. That's a a considerable amount. It could be that too, or it could be that he lost a bunch of weight to get to 130 and he couldn't make that cut anymore. And his body was so drained from that cut that when we came to the fight, because he did look a step slower. Like, I was saying, he looked a step slower than what usually he looked like. And I think even Timothy Bradley was pointing that out. Well, that's what I was... Yeah, he was. Actually, Mm -hmm. he was. But what I'm saying is, like, so I remember you had said Valdez came in and he looked good. And he really did. He carried his weight well. And I think he he moved fine. Uh, But that's what I was thinking, too. Like, maybe on the flip side, that affected Burchell in a negative way. Yeah. And I think, like... Is that the, the weight that he always fights at? Yeah, well, like, the the goal, I would say, is, like, you want to gain the most weight. You want to be the bigger man when you get to the mm-hmm. ring. But maybe this did affect him in a way where it was, like, his body exploded to another size. And maybe he just was carrying too much weight. And maybe he just felt a little sluggish because he looked a little sluggish. But I don't want that to take from what Valdez accomplished, right? And yeah, I think No, no, I was just kind of thinking. No, 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 like, I get you. And that's a good point because I think everybody's making, like, I think everybody's kind of, like, thinking that, like, whoa, we got really, you know, maybe it affected him in a way that people aren't guessing. Maybe they thought he was coming all this size, mm-hmm. but maybe he was too heavy. He was carrying too much weight, right? Yeah. But what I think, too, though, is, like, 
that's also a skill, right? Like you're going to come in at the correct weight. You're going to gain the correct amount of weight after yeah. and everything like that. And he just chose the bad strategy, whether he couldn't make the weight or whether he gained too much weight on the you know, coming back. And Valdez just looked like he finally put it together. And I was thinking about Valdez with his career is pretty interesting is he was like a top prospect Valdez. Like people thought highly of Valdez and somewhere along the line, he lost that shine. And the thing is, I don't know where he did. I I, I, I thought I thought he lost it too. Like, if you go into this fight now and you think about it, right, and you think about this fight, he was undefeated. He's a top prospect. He was coming up through the weight classes. He was a champ at the weight class below this. He's a champ now in the weight class above it. It kind of makes sense that he won this fight, but we didn't. I didn't see it. I don't think a lot of people saw it, right? I don't think people saw that. You know that this talent that we had all you know found love with the speed, the power, all that. It finally came together, and maybe it came together because of Eddie Reynoso, who is Canelo's trainer, who is Ryan Garcia's trainer, and is now probably has to be a favorite to be trainer of the year. And he has a he's a big lead, three mega fights that all got uh, very big wins, and um, maybe he finally put it together with this guy. And I think that Reynoso was at that point where people were starting to doubt him. They said maybe he only has Canelo, but then you go on Ryan Garcia, right? And Ryan Garcia looks better. We all have to admit that he has some defensive flaws, but he looks better. And then he had the Neary, who kind of struggled. In his fight, and he ended up leaving that camp. But he got Valdez, and Valdez has never looked better. Valdez had weapons that he never really has before. He usually has a power jab, but he didn't have a consistent jab where it's like on like rhythm. Yeah. He didn't have like a strong right hand before. The right hand that he had was the strongest I've ever seen him's right hand. He pushes a lot of his shots. Valdez was able to punch from a distance this time. He was able to counter. He was the one that was switching up his feet too, right? He was switching up his feet. Yeah. yeah. And okay. I was pointing out, like, I was like, well, I've never seen him do this before. Right. I don't know if this is a good idea. That actually reminded me of when you were saying your dad. Your dad trains you to wait. You were orthodox, right? Yeah, I'm orthodox. Yeah, yeah. How you were saying your dad trains you to do it the other way too? Yes. I was thinking like maybe if he did get hurt and he was that side was just couldn't perform that way if he was trying out the other side. That's that's the first thing that came to my mind when you said he changed up his feet. Yeah, well, I was like worried for him when he changed his feet because I thought like, oh, you know, he's uh, it's obviously not as better. So, like, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, but you know what? Another thing it does is like, and the reason like when my dad trains it, it, why he would like teach you to do both sides. And a lot of times, like if someone asks me like, oh, I want to work boxing, like I'll always teach him work both sides. It's just the balance of it. It's yeah. not so one leg isn't stronger than the other. One leg isn't doing just doing something that the other leg isn't isn't used to yeah. doing. And a lot of times in boxing fights, you'll get in positions where both legs are going to be squared or something like that, or legs going to be in a position that you're not used to. You want to be able to balance on both legs. You want to be able to feel yeah. the the weight distribution on both sides. And Valdez added that to his game, and that defensively, I think, was more effective. Was it made a. Uh, Burchell have to think about something else that he wasn't ready to think about was that uh, other angle, the other angle said that was giving Valdez. I think after everything was like said and done, go back now and you think about the first couple rounds, like Burchell wasn't really doing too much. You could tell he was trying to fill him out. Uh, and then Valdez just kind of came out swinging right away. But I think one thing that you're kind of getting away from is Burchell did get hurt in the second round pretty badly. But he came back. He did come and back. And then Valdez got hurt. And then at some point, what was it, round six through really ten? Because they both kind of looked like shit in the yeah, last yeah, round. Yeah. You know, like they were just, it was yeah, like yeah. a punch away. Like it was like 50-50 at that point because it was like, who's going to get it? Right? Yeah. Uh, and obviously Valdez got it. But I think there's something to be said about that, though, because he got hurt pretty early, stuck it out eight more rounds. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And no, then, the, And then still injured the other guy, too. Yeah. So I don't know. I thought that was kind of like... Oh, there's no doubting uh, Burchell's heart after the end of this one. Yeah. yeah he comes was, forward. 
he came forward like he was like he's like uh, I think my brother said he's like a robot. He's like fighting a robot. Like he kind of just found his feet again. I thought he was done after his his legs were like noodles. Yeah. I thought he was done. I thought he was just gonna collapse and go, but he didn't. And then he found his feet again. It was yeah. insane. And you he know, came we back. were both like, oh my. And I God. thought like Valdez had punched himself <laughs> out. And the thing is, like I remember the pre-fight, they were asking Valdez what did he bring to the table that maybe was his best quality, and he said that. You know, that he had been through the fire. He had had his jaw broken. He never quit. And that he had brought, he had no quit in him. And I thought, you know, and, War, and uh, Andre Ward said the same thing. He says, yeah, but why are you always in the fire, right? Which is a good point. Like, why are you always in this, this thing? You're not, uh, why are you always have to survive? Or why do you always have to fight through it? Mm-hmm. And in his best performance, those two rounds where he was gas and everything, there was no doubt in his mind because he had already been through it. And yeah. so he was right. You know, Valdez is one of the... Okay, we had a little break there, a little uh, noise distraction, but it's fine. Uh, we're back. But I was saying about Valdez, he, that he had the heart to get through those two rounds because those two rounds were tough. Like, you, I, I was, you know, usually like a really in shape fighter. He's going to catch a second win, but he's got to survive that one, like, dip, right? And he had hit that dip because he was going for that knockout. And he had hit that dip in those two rounds, but his legs were so in shape and they kept him alive in the fight where uh, Burchell was, you know, we're saying he got hurt. I think he was hurt to the body, me personally, whether you think of that too, right? I think so too. Yeah, yeah but it, it, whether or not he was just tired or whatever, he still had to survive, and he had Burchell coming in on him hard. And when he had survived that storm, and it was like at the end of, believe it, the two rounds where he was tired, at the end of it, he had just sat. He was, uh, you know, he bit his mouthpiece, and he just started letting those shots, and he started ripping uh, Burchell. I knew, like, I, at that point, I kind of felt like, oh, okay, he kind of got a second wind. He's kind of gonna, he's gonna be able to put this away now. Yeah. But even at that, we were talking about like you know we actually had recorded this podcast. We tried to record this podcast before and it didn't come out too great. Shout out to our dog. Yeah, our, our dog was going crazy. <laughs> um, but uh, the knockout was still surprising, even though the Valdez was winning. It was still like such a big knockout, so devastating. Well, and- yeah, but also too, it it was either one at that point. Either one, they both were tired. They both looked mm-hmm. bad. They both like it, we both were sitting there like we don't know who's gonna win this. Because it was yeah. it was that close. It was it back was and forth. I think that towards the end, I was a little more confident in Valdez. I was thinking like I was thinking like Burchell could put it on, but then I was starting to see like well because then he started taking a lot of shots. He started taking a lot of he shots. Wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't responding. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I remember you were saying, "Oh, they should end this," and then he got hit in the head one last time. His breathing slowed down. Yeah, like yeah. He said, "I was." It was scary for a second. I couldn't mm-hmm. get him to wake up. I'm so surprised he woke up. I'm so glad he did. Yeah, me too. And I and I think that was probably the first. Well, to me, that's in the leaderboard for knockout of the year, and it's going to be hard to surpass just because how big of the fight that was. Um, but yeah, to me, that's like in the leaderboard for knockout of the year. It was just a great fight. Valdez, everything that he, you know, what we thought coming into boxing when he started boxing and though everything we thought it could be, he finally turned into, um, Burchell, I don't know if he's, I wouldn't, you know, I, I think he's still a very good fighter. I'm not hundred percent sure we saw the hundred percent, uh, Burchell that we, that we could see. Yeah. We didn't see that night, but the thing is, too, is he did take a beating like never before, and he, he was knocked out cold. So a lot I mean, of times, fighters don't come back. I was going to say, that. I mean, he his strength goes to show that he did come back. Yeah, yeah. Come on, you know how many people could take a beating like yeah. that? So we're going to see how his career continues yeah, after yeah, that because yeah. that's a lot of damage he took. That knockout. Honestly, one of the first things I thought of was like, this is exactly what... Remember Luke Campbell said he was going to knock out Ryan Garcia? And I was like, this is what he wanted so bad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that knockout. It's like, just like funny. Not funny, but yeah. you know, that's just what it made me think of. But That shot too, like it was no doubt. Like he knew as soon as he landed it, 
it was over. Mm-hmm. Like the shot, it was over. Fight was over. You just, just fell forward. Yeah, and, was, and now Valdez is in a, a position for big fights and big money. Yeah, that was like, my next question. Who's what's next for both of them? Do you I think? think Shakur Stevenson's next for Valdez. It's either Shakur Stevenson or Lomachenko. He really can't go wrong with either. I think if I was him, I'd probably want Shakur because he's less proven. But he's, um, I think you could sell. T- I think you could, you could sell the fight. And you get a good payday. I just think that Lomachenko, uh, he's still really good. I know people that are downplaying him, but he's still very, very good. And he's still at 135, so I don't know if he's going to come down. I, I, think- I think he's still chasing Tia Fimo. I think he still wants that fight. But, um, yeah, I think that's what's next for Valdez. Oh, I was just going to say, I think it's always better when they move up slower because it just builds up those better fighters yeah, so yeah. much more, you yeah. know? Like, kind of like, it makes me think of Mortal Kombat when, <laughs> you know, the totem pulls. Yeah, you got to go work like your way that. up. You have to work your way up to, like, the worst mm-hmm. one. That's what I think of. <laughs> and I think that's what's perfect for Valdez and Shakur is that one of them, Valdez, there you go. That was his moment right there. He's up there now. He's up there with the top guy. Shakur is still looking for that. And him and Valdez is perfect. They're perfect ages. Shakur's a little young, but there's perfect ages. They're perfect time for these guys to fight. One guy is a hard-hitting knockout guy. The other guy's a defensive specialist. It's, it makes sense. And if the, whoever wins that can go fight, go get Lomachenko, like you said, up the, up the totem pole. Yeah, and it makes pole, sense. Yeah. And it makes sense. It sounds the storyline. All of it makes sense. So that was that fight for Burchell. He's gonna have to get a, you know, he's gonna have to build himself back up. Um, I still think he's a very good fighter. I still think he has a very entertaining style. He should he's gonna not, have to recover for a while. Yeah, I, he's gonna need to take a break. He's gonna need to take a break. But I don't think that's the end of what we've seen him. I just it all just matters on how he recovers from this fight. But I just think talent wise, I I have no doubt still in what Burchout can do. Uh, I know a lot of people are gonna, you know, boxing with a bad habit of like. A guy's a bum now, I guess. Like, people will say, he's a bum now. Or, like, they're just going to downplay him. Like, when Lomachenko lost to Teofimo Lopez in a really tough fight. But now Lomachenko's overrated. Now Lomachenko is not everything we thought he was. I don't, I don't want to do that. That's it, Two guys fought. One guy won. Like that's, These are two really good fighters. Burchell's still a very good fighter. Very good offensively. He can maybe, you know, maybe the weight cut was too much for him. Maybe he can go up a higher weight. We're going to see. I'm not going to say that he's gone now. But that knockout was brutal. Maybe his corner could have did him a favor and said, you know what? You're taking too many shots. Let's just stop this. We'll go live to fight another day. They didn't do that. They had too much pride to do that. And this is where we're but at that's now. that's usually the case with the corners, right? Yeah. No, some corners are better than others. But, I, you know, the whole time they went in there with about the uh, Mexican pride and the going to war and all that. And, you know, that's the thing about the Mexican culture, especially in boxing, is they're not going to call. They're not going to throw in the towel. They're going to keep going. They're going to keep fighting. And they're going to go until they can't go anymore. And he couldn't go anymore. And I don't know how many years that took from his career. We're going to find out. But I do think he's still sellable. I still think he's a main event guy. And I'm still excited to see him. So I hate when we do that in boxing. We eliminate a guy. I don't want to do that. He just fought Valdez, who was everything we thought Valdez could be. And not say, and maybe they could fight again. And maybe at a higher weight or something like that. But you know, I'm just not really willing to sell uh, Burchell, uh, Burchell out yet. Okay, so let's go to the next fight. I okay, go actually, ahead. The, I, there's a fight that I want to talk about yeah. just because you tweeted about it the other day, and I wanted to ask you about it so bad. Mm-hmm. The one where you said Josh Kelly looked his best, but also his worst. Josh Kelly did look his best and his worst. So That's jo- a fight I'm, I didn't see. I don't think I sti- – yeah, no, we no, did see that. We, saw, we, 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 that we caught yeah, it late, and we had to rewind it. But okay, okay. Yeah, Josh Kelly – who I tell you, he has all the makeups to be a star. Like if you sign Josh Kelly, you're a promoter, you'd be like giddy, you know, when he first started his career. And then sometimes it just does not work out. And it's, I don't know, I can't explain it. He just doesn't develop the things he needs to develop. And Josh Kelly has never developed the things he needs to develop. He's flashy. He's talented. I've said all these things in the pre-fight. And I had him winning a decision. I thought it was going to be ugly. I thought he would win it. He came out strong. Like he came out looking sharp defensively. He came up, uh, 
countering. He just looked really good. He just did a lot of good things. I was just like, I just think this is the best he's ever looked mm-hmm. against a game opponent. And then the pressure started coming and everything, the technique that he was good at or he was disciplined at or all those things, it just started, the pressure started bursting that pipe. And I was thinking, like, he's only 10 fights in. He's a little older, but maybe just too much too soon. I don't know. Or just maybe he just doesn't have it. But it was the best he's ever looked for those three rounds. And then after that, it was the worst he's ever looked. Like he fell apart. Yeah, he just, he just, it was just brutal. It just didn't look like, he did not look like a top-level fighter. He really didn't. And what he do looked, you mean? Well, that guy that he fought, David Avenesian, he's not a great fighter. He's a... He's a journeyman. You know, he's a journeyman at best, really. And he's not going to beat no great fighters. He's not going to beat really any good fighters, right? He's just a journeyman. And he's maybe a a, a a journeyman with some, you know, a name maybe. But still, yeah, a journeyman. When you say journeyman, is that I mean, he's a, a filler? I mean, kind of. I mean, he's a... He's a professional fighter, right? I'm not saying he's. I'm not saying that. I'm not taking that away from him. But he's not ever going to be a champ. He's okay. not ever going to be a threat to be the top pound for pound guy. He's not going to be a threat to a top, you know, twenty guy. He's not. He's not. He's not that. He doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. So it, that was Josh Kelly's really his test. It's like he can do it, and I thought he was going to win ugly because I didn't think he was ready for the top guys yet. But I thought he could still was good enough to, you know, decision him. He, mm-hmm. he wasn't, and it, it's. It's a sad truth that I don't think Josh Kelly has it. If I'm going to say right now, and I, I know I was just talking about not selling fighters, I just don't see he has it. I just I've not seen him take that next step. I don't know what it is, but now he got knocked out. So that's a brutal, you know, going in your career. That's brutal. It's not you could come back from it, but it's, it's just like I said, it was the best he's looked. But over time, the class wasn't there because class pro, is pro, um, shows over time. He didn't have it. It broke, and, and David broke him, and that was it. Your prediction was Josh Kelly, right? Ugly decision, yeah. I thought you'd take an ugly decision. Oh, that's right. Okay. And that's the way it was kind of looking. But then you could just kind of see Josh Kelly, like, it's just the little things. Like, he cuts real easy. Um, his movement, it, it takes a lot of energy to move, like, what he does. Mm-hmm. To look as flash as he does. And I just think that sometimes it, like, it starts getting sloppy. And it yeah. got really sloppy in that fight. And the pressure that uh, Avedision was putting on him. Who is, you know, Abedijan is going to come in shape. He's going to come in. He's tough. He's, he's, he's a fighter. Like I say, he's a pro professional fighter through and through. Mm-hmm. But he's just don't, he lacks the ability to really go to the next level. And Josh Kelly was exposed for all the, you know, all the, what do they say? All the sizzle, but no steak. Josh Kelly's <laughs> a lot of sizzle, no steak. And that's unfortunate <laughs> because I'm really a fan of him. I think that he could have been, you know, he could have been something special, but he he just never he never turned into anything he he's gonna be a guy that just never turned into anything and i really believe i've seen that happen in the gym before where i fought i've sparred guys and i'm like this is the fastest man i've ever sparred in my life and slow suddenly it just starts fizzling it just never goes anywhere and he never develops anything else and he's just so special at one thing or so athletic or that and he just doesn't have to work the other things and that's where we're at with Josh Kelly, and I just I don't see it. If I'm if someone said if I'm selling stock or buying stock, I'm selling Josh Kelly stock right now. I'm selling all of it. Okay. So next fight we have was the Broner card. Um, oh, I was, we forgot to make. We didn't even tradition. make a thing on yeah. it, and I'm gonna say this now, and it, who cares? Because I didn't say it beforehand, so it doesn't matter. I had Otto Wallen beating Brazil, and I had I heard a lot of people picking Brazil in that fight, and I don't know why because Brazil is. And I'm not here to talk bad about fighters, right? Brazil is not a very talented fighter, right? And any, and anyone... Nothing. He has no good... I, I don't know what he's good at. I really don't. I don't know. You couldn't tell me. He hits really hard. I guess you have that. He has that. But he is 
the worst legs. He's very sluggish. He's just not a very good fighter. And people keep – he got main event with Wilder. And I thought, like – I legitimately thought – I was like, oh, he could die in this fight. Like, I legitimately thought, like, he could die in this fight. And he almost did. Like, that's – like, it's not even, like, an exaggeration. He – he – he – I don't think he, I saw this one. What yeah, no, I don't think he didn't see this one. But uh, Wallen just outboxed him. He just really outboxed oh, okay. him, right? But saying all this, Wallen didn't have the easiest time. Like, he mm-hmm. was a better fighter, but yeah. he didn't have the easiest time. And that kind of makes me, like, kind of doubt, doubt Wallen a little bit. But all he had to do was win this fight. He won this fight convincingly. He won. I thought he kind of survived towards the end. Um, Wallen gave Tyson Fury a pretty tough fight. And Tyson Fury is probably the best fighter in heavyweight. So... That made me really have stock in Wallen, how yeah. good he is. And then he looked good in this fight, but then kind of like sluggish towards the end. And that's kind of what he did against Fury. Mm-hmm. So there might be something about the gas tank. He has no power, so he can't hold them one off him. But, yeah, so he, he wins that fight. It don't matter. I didn't call it. So, you know, I didn't call it beforehand, so I can't take no credit for it. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was the way it was going to go. And then Adrian Broner fought. And I, I just, I really don't understand the fascination of Adrian Broner. He's given us so many just dog shit performances, <laughs> and I don't even like to cuss, but I've got it when I talk about Adrian Broner because he cusses and it just brings it's out the ugliness mediocre. of you. Is that what you're trying to say? No, I mean dog shit performances. I mean he's terrible. Yeah, yeah, like I mean like he fought Pacquiao and refused to throw a punch, no, and then oh. claimed he won the fight. Okay, so this, and then he goes and he, he's. He, I understand you got to sell yourself, but there's like selling yourself and then they're just kind of being an idiot and they're just kind of being disrespectful and just kind of being, I don't care to watch you. You know what I mean? Like if you're not, Floyd Mayweather works, right? And he's kind of annoying sometimes, Floyd Mayweather, but he beats everyone. Like he's the best fighter. So you watch him because you know that the talent, the he's backing up what he's saying with the talent. But Floyd Mayweather is actually really smart. Adrian Brewer is not smart. He's just an idiot. He just talks a lot. And for some reason... Showtime keeps throwing him money. And I don't understand it because he does not put on good performances. He is a boring fighter. He does not have any offense when he was supposed to have all this great offense. And he's not even really that good defensively. He is just a boring fighter. He's better than the club fighters that they put him in there with. Not to take anything away from Santiago, but he's just, I don't think, my stock's not high on Santiago either. So how does he get fights like this then? For some reason, I guess people watch. I don't know. I don't know what his interest is, but for some reason, people watch because he gets he's gotten pay per view main events. He's gotten uh, I've never seen him not fight in a main event. Like he's only been main events. Mm-hmm. Every he disappears, he goes to jail, he, he does something like <laughs> viral, and yeah. then Showtime's like, I need him back. I do not get it. It's like maybe it's like one of those things people love to hate. <laughs> yeah, it's like a bad couple, and you're like, why do you want this person back? And they're like, I don't know. I love them for some reason. And no one else sees it. I don't see it. I'm just like, I don't get it. That's what this is. It's a, it's a bad couple. Showtime and Adrian Brewer need a breakup. Because every time he goes, he cusses out one of their commentators. Yeah. He does something completely disrespectful. He puts on a dog shit performance. And I don't know. And he has me here like this. And I'm like, why did I watch this? It's, it, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. It's a, it's the, it's just nonsense. It really is. It's all nonsense. It's a fight that he probably lost. Could have won. That seems like a lot of Adrian Broner fights when he's fighting like mid-level opponents. Um, if he gets Progress next, Progress will probably put him to sleep. And I think people will look forward to that, honestly. So Progress, if he fights Progress next, I would look forward to that. I am not an Adrian Broner fan. You cannot tell that right now. And next <laughs> we have. <laughs> okay, we'll go off Adrian Broner. Um, I'm going to say, speak for everyone listening, all three listeners, including myself. <laughs> 
I might be one. We're going to move on. I might be one of those three. Stop us right now. (laughs) Okay. Next one we have is go to the UFC. We had a fight. uh, Curtis Blades versus uh, Derek Lewis. And I was so high on uh, Blades. I I, I told everyone, bet your money. The odds were ridiculous for him. And I still said, bet your money. Guaranteed money. It wasn't guaranteed money. (laughs) And I I re-listened to the podcast. And I was like, it's funny if I tell you this. And then we just see Blades knocked out in the middle of the ring. We saw Blades knocked out in the middle of the ring. (laughs) But he had the stupidest strategy. Like, okay, so this is the thing, right? And I understand. Like, I'm not going to be right in all these fights. It's it's, it's impossible, right? If If I was right in all these fights, I'd be a millionaire off of betting them, right? And no one is right in all these fights. But what I did say was this. Curtis Blades had to get Lewis down to the mm-hmm. ground. And said if he's going to stand and try to trade right hands with him, he will be knocked out cold. That's exactly what uh, Curtis Blades did. Now, he did get knocked out going for a takedown, but it was because he he, the, he had fought already standing up for so long. And he allowed Derek Lewis to get in rhythm. And he got to measure, he got, get the timing with him and measure him. And I thought there was plenty of opportunities for him to get a takedown, and he didn't do it because he got arrogant with his hands. And I think he was trying to prove a point because his last fight in the UFC with his contract, and he was trying to get paid big, either by Bellator or UFC or all those things. And he got, he got, uh, he got too hungry. He got too hungry for that knockout with with his hands, which he was hitting Derrick Henry a lot. But the only, I mean, uh, uh, Derrick Lewis a lot. Yeah. But Derrick Lewis is hittable. Like that's the thing when you fight it. Like if you ever fight someone or spar someone and they're hittable, right? But they can take a good shot. In your head, when you're hitting them, you're like, oh, I'm hitting them really good. I'm going to really dig in on these shots, right? But what you got to realize is this guy can eat these shots. And then when you're starting to dig in and dig in, and then you realize, like, oh, he's not getting going away. And then you're like, oh, I'm really blowing my gas tank here. That's what's going on. But I thought Lewis fought the stupid strategy. And then he, he did go for a takedown and he got an uppercut. And Derek Lewis, who I was just mocking about not having any skill mm-hmm. and everything, but I said he could fight. I did say he could fight. I'm not putting down anything he could do. He can fight. He, would, he has very little skill, like very little, like I wouldn't oh, say. Actually, I do remember what you said. You said if he stays standing up. He said I can put sleep. Yeah. And that's exactly. what happened. And that's exactly what happened. So this is what I'm saying. Like, I don't need credit or whatever, but I said exactly what was going to happen. I said if he stays standing up with them, he's going to go to sleep. And he went to sleep. And that's exactly what happened. The stupidest strategy in the world. And these guys, the, the problem with, like, sometimes the UFC is, like, I, I noticed the guys have, like, the worst strategy. Or, like, they're, like, wrestlers and they stay standing and it doesn't make any sense. Derrick Henry had one chance in this fight. Uh, Derek Lewis. I keep calling Derek Henry. It's an NFL player. <laughs> Derek Lewis had one chance in this fight, and it was on his two feet standing up, and that's what you gave him. And he knocked out Blades out cold. Blades is going to go to free agency with no leverage anymore. <laughs> uh, the Bellator is going to be like, I'm going to take a guy that just got knocked down in the UFC, and then I'm going to say he – and then most likely Blades will win the heavyweight title there. It honestly diminishes the brand of Bellator. They can't even do that now. So you're going to see him in the PFL. You're going to see him in some, some minor league now because he's just got knocked out by Derek Lewis. He's been knocked out by Nagano. And he's in a bad spot. This was the worst outcome that could have happened for him. And Derek Lewis, I don't – he's fun, right? He's never going to win a world title. I, I, I will – if I could someone make that bet right now, I will bet that right now. He will never win the UFC title. Okay, He just will never – but he does a he does clean out their mess. He's like a bouncer for Dana White. Dana White doesn't want to give this guy a payday, so he's like, give him Derek Lewis, and then Derek Lewis knocks him out cold, and he's like, hey, I don't have to pay this guy anymore, and we don't have to give him a title shot, and it's beautiful. It's like he's the muscle. They bring in the muscle, and he knocks out all these guys that are fringe contenders. I really wish everyone could see your face right now. Oh, I am animated. <laughs> I am animated. But yeah, so I, I know I was wrong on that, but he was wrong with his strategy, and I said that before going in. 
I'm, I, okay, I'll. But I realized now. This is another thing I realized. I'm gonna give you who I thought is gonna win. Uh, who I think is gonna win. I'm gonna give you why I think they're gonna win. But I'm also gonna give you the other side of how this can go very wrong for them. I feel like you do that and to I an do, extent. I do do that because I did that with Warrington as well. I said mm-hmm. that this left hook is gonna land. Can he hold up to it? And he couldn't. So I'm gonna do it more though because people are gonna be like, "Well, you're way off." And it's like, okay, but I gave you both outcomes. Yeah. And I said, if you stand with Derek Lewis, you are going to sleep. I didn't say that he could stand with them and possibly win. No, I said if he stood with them, he would go to sleep. And that was right. Yep, you were. Okay. I remember that. <laughs> Do you have anything else? I was else? here for it. Do you have anything else to add? No, I feel so bad for everyone. Like, I just you <laughs> came back on a rant today. <laughs> I came in with some energy today. <laughs> this is what people want. They want that energy. They're like, no, where's no. the edge? Or, I'm just kidding. I'm they just get kidding. riled up. But it's like, I'm scared. I feel like you're going to like slap the mic or something. It's just so weird. <laughs> I might do a mic drop. But Okay. <laughs> Okay, so I have another one coming this weekend. Another podcast coming this week. Um, I have to do another the way uh, the way it hasn't been up. I need another way in. We need another video up. Yeah, I got a few topics I think I'm gonna talk about. But big fights this weekend. We got Canelo coming, which is like a surprise to everyone. Canelo's fighting this weekend. That's this weekend, for, yeah, that's really? Exactly. Is that the reaction you're oh giving me? Oh my gosh! I know. Yeah, that's exactly I've the never reaction. seen him fight though. You never seen Canelo fight once? No, never. And you're, you're a boxing podcast. I know. You're a co-host of podcast. It's boxing ridiculous. Yeah. I know. I just use you for all the info. <laughs> I've never seen him fight. <laughs> Not once. You're in for a treat. Um, but yeah, there's some. So we got some fights this weekend. Ooh. I'm gonna break down. I will give my uh, predictions. And how this can go very south for them. Um, oh, also, let's talk about what we're going to do at the end of the next podcast. Yes. I'm going to do a fictional $1 million, right? Because, mm-hmm. see, I can say all these bets, right? And then I could say, and then I could go on a huge losing streak. And there's no... Hold on. Let's clarify that. So it's a million dollars that he's going to bet, quote unquote, bet. Every week. Every week. Yes. And then what was the uh, end? Let's see if I can... Make money, mm-hmm. or let's see if I lose it all. And let's see if I lose it all quick. Yeah, I think that uh, gambling is it's a big thing going to come in sports. And I think it's going to get bigger and bigger, especially if it gets legalized. And I want to be, uh, I want to be, you know, be able to give you any help I can, right? And I feel like I know fighting, and I feel like I, I have uh, stirred people in the right direction. Not lately, I'll admit <laughs> that. Not lately, but I, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna. Make sure you know if I'm losing or winning, we're going to know. We're yeah. going to have some stakes in yeah. it, some pride. That's going to be fun. Yeah, it's it gonna is. going to be a fun segment. So we will have that at the end of the next one. But uh, I think that's it for today. I'm pretty mm. – I think I gassed myself out. Yeah, I'm really excited to go eat one of those rolls I just oh, made, Okay, so. there we go. All right. <laughs> this has been the Mouthpiece Podcast. Thank you. Bye.